I'm not quite understanding what Alberta is is proposing to do. So I'm going to wait and see uh, what kind of uh, what kind of further information they might provide. Okay, well, that's Federal Justice Minister David Lametti looking for some further explanation from Alberta's Justice Minister about what the province intends to do with regard to the prosecution, the future prosecution uh, of gun crimes after C-21 becomes law and firearms that are currently legally owned become illegally owned. Well, maybe Minister Lametti is, is listening, probably not, but here's an opportunity to hear from Alberta's Justice Minister about what exactly is, is the intent here. Uh, Tyler Shandro is Alberta's Minister of Justice, joins us on the line here this morning. Minister, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me back. And I, I think David's mentioned that he's a big fan of uh, Cure Sunny oh, good. Okay, that's excellent. Uh, he never calls in, though. That's, that's too bad. Okay, well, <laughs> look, whether he's listening or, or not, I think a lot of people do have questions. Um, so first of all, I don't know, should he be uh, confused about this? Do you, do you think that you, you laid it out fairly yesterday? I think we did. And uh, I think we have been for, for quite a while, even leading up to the announcement, our concerns with the confusion that C-21 and the changes that the federal government is making regarding gun ownership in the country, it's, it's confusing. Many Canadians not knowing what is or is not going to be included in the ban. And, uh, and, and many of these firearms now being proposed, firearms that are right now not registered. And so the government and Canadians not knowing where many of these firearms may be and, and how they may be included in the, uh, the amnesty program. So um, that's, that's the concerns we've had leading up to the announcement as well. Okay, so explain what was announced yesterday. Because I mean, it sounds at some level like Alberta would prefer to deprioritize these cases once this becomes law. But in terms of the jurisdiction around making those decisions or being responsible for that cases, how does this all work? Well, first, uh, it was two different announcements. And the first was uh, Alberta taking jurisdiction over prosecutions under the, uh, the firearms uh, legislation, which is our jurisdiction to, to do so, um, because administration of justice falls to the provinces and to the Constitution. The second was working with our prosecutors to develop uh, a new protocol for how prosecutions related to, to firearms might might be um, determined whether or not to be in the, the public interest if um, it's a firearm that relates to um, you know something that might be prohibited in the May 2020 um, ban. And with the confusion that so many Canadians have about what might not be included, um, we uh, provided uh, guidance for for prosecutors that if it was a, uh, a firearm that previously was was attained legally and then became prohibited under that order in council, and there was no other um, charges related to the use of that firearm, uh, that uh, prosecution would not be in the best interest, or but not, not be in the public interest. So there was two, two announcements yesterday. Okay, so it would be very precise or specific around, I guess, possession charges. Would, would that have to do with related charges like transportation, unsafe storage, those kinds of related issues? Yes, as long as there was no other... Uh, criminal charge that was uh, related to, to the use of that firearm. Okay, so this isn't telling prosecutors what cases to bring forward, but I guess it's protocol, it's it's a recommendation or a suggestion? How, how would you explain it? Yeah, so we, we um, don't allow, in our, in our democracy, in our, under our Constitution, we don't have directions to prosecutors on individual cases. Prosecutors have the discretion on whether or not to prosecute and how to prosecute. But what we have is a, a Crown Prosecutor's Manual 
uh, that provides some uh, guidance to our prosecutors on, on uh, how they, they can uh, make decisions. And then we have dozens of protocols and uh, as well on various issues. It might be related to self-defense. Uh, it may be related to a hate crime so that the prosecutors have some guidance and, and figuring out for themselves on a case-by-case basis um, what is in the best interest of okay. the, the public. Right, which is, is you know, to a large extent already the case. Now, explain the, what's, what we're taking back here, because as it stands, isn't it already provincial prosecutors who prosecute criminal code matters? Criminal code matters, but not... Previously, it was a government, a federal government lawyer who was prosecuting. That's why this is two separate uh, announcements. The first one about us taking jurisdiction over prosecutions under the uh, the federal firearms legislation, which is different than the criminal code, um, and that previously was being prosecuted by a federal government lawyer in Alberta. So, if someone was charged with illegal possession of a firearm or unsafe storage. A federal prosecutor would handle that case. Until uh, and it will be until January first when this comes into effect. The announcement yesterday. Okay. Now, a few people have pointed to um, a 1983 uh, decision by the Supreme Court of Canada, which they say makes it clear that the federal government has the jurisdiction and responsibility for prosecuting federal law. So, uh, doesn't doesn't Ottawa have this jurisdiction still? No, no, we, look, well, the criminal code is, is the federal government's jurisdiction to amend the criminal code at any time that they want and they see fit. But then it, it is uh, up to the provinces under the Constitution for the administration of justice. So it's left to us to have uh, prosecutors who, um, who go to the courts and, and prosecute criminal code offenses or allegations of criminal code offenses. Um, and so that's always been the case. There are some ways in which we have uh, federal prosecutors prosecuting, and uh, up until yesterday's announcement, they, that included them uh, prosecuting um, the, the firearms legislation. Okay, but if they were still intent on enforcing that and, and using federal prosecutors to, to bring cases forward, you're saying they, they couldn't do that? Well, we, we've advised uh, the federal government that um, we are uh, under under the Constitution, uh, taking uh, jurisdiction over the, the prosecutions of, of these uh, these matters for federal uh, firearms legislation. Now, what what's, what is the message you want gunners to have here? I mean, is this is this a way of saying, look, the status quo is going to prevail in Alberta, so carry on as you were, or or is it much more narrow than that? Well. Our concern is that there are so many Canadians who don't know what is and isn't included. We know that uh, the uh, the Public Safety Canada doesn't have the wherewithal, they don't have the resources uh, to be able to uh, implement their confiscation program, and definitely not before the amnesty expires next October. So it's less than a year from now. We know that there are going to be hundreds of thousands of Canadians after the amnesty is done who will become criminals overnight. And so we... We're not counting anyone to break the law. What we're doing is understanding that there will be uh, uh, potentially thousands of, of Canadians, most of them being uh, Western Canadians, who will be affected by this. Many of these firearms are not registered now with these new proposed amendments to, um, to C-21. Um, and, and that makes it difficult for people to, people who want to comply with the law, but not knowing if their they're legally obtained firearms are not going to be included in, in what was banned or not. But is it misreading this announcement then to suggest that, that the Alberta government is telling Alberta gun owners that the law isn't going to apply here? 
No, the exact opposite of what I, I just said in, to that previous answer, though, right? Our concern is that there are, are people who will want to uh, uh, follow the law, obey the law, but they don't, they don't know necessarily whether their firearm is going to be included in, in the ban from May of 2020. Um, people who want to comply but not understanding um, the, the amnesty program. And, the, and then Public Safety Canada, in less than a year, their, their amnesty program will be expiring and they do not have the resources to implement this confiscation program. So if they um, aren't going to be able to resource that, if they don't have the wherewithal to be able to implement the confiscation program, uh, then there will be hundreds of thousands of uh, firearms in Canada that will be overnight after that amnesty expires. Uh, that will, will be um, uh, prohibited, and thousands of Canadians who will become criminals that day. Well, what's your understanding of, of you know, where things are at with C-21? I mean, if, if the government decides that they're going to go back and redo some of these amendments or, you know, if for some reason they, you know, I don't know, prorogue parliament and, and start from scratch, like, is that October date potentially up in the air? Or, or how does this all tie together as you understand it? Well, two, two separate questions. One is about the amnesty. Uh, so the amnesty that they're proposing for, that was an order in council previously, um, that banned the Northern Council in May of 2020 that prohibited um, hundreds of, of, of types of firearms. Um, and there's the amnesty will be expiring October 30th of 2023. So next, less than a year from now. Uh, the uh, proposed legislation for C21 obviously is is going much much further than what was even proposed in May of 2020. Um, this, you know, this fig leaf that the federal government always had that this was about um, assault style firearms, uh, which is not a, a real term. They're, they're no different than uh, conventional uh, firearms, shotguns and, and rifles that, that were not included in, in that. But they always said that this wasn't about targeting hunters. It wasn't targeting farmers or targeting sports shooters. That fig leaf is gone with the proposed amendments in C-21. Uh, obviously, they are now targeting all firearms, not all firearms, but the next step is is a, a bunch of firearms that are going to be targeting hunters and, and farmers and sports shooters. So that that is a concern. I, I hope they, they do reconsider not just those proposed amendments, but even the firearms that are included in the OIC, the Order of Council of May of 2020. Okay, so does this... Does this guidance stand, the guidance you announced yesterday, the protocols, does it stand regardless of what the end result of C-21 is, or is it possible yes. that depending on what happens, this could change? No, because what was announced for the protocol for, for prosecutors was about the order in council from May of 2020. And uh, so that, that was, that's different from, from C-21. If C-21 and those proposed amendments do proceed, then we will consider issuing um, uh, a further protocol that would consider firearms that might be included in uh, in those proposed amendments to C21. Okay, well, we'll leave it there uh, for now. Minister, appreciate the uh, explanation, the overview. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.